What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Anthony Bell, a.k.a. Ambeezy21. And welcome to um, Create and Play Episode 6. Today, I have another guest that I've been a fan of since 2009, I believe so. It's been, it's been that fucking long, man. <laughs> yeah, um, man. Love, bro. Yeah. Um, shout out to uh, Brandon Deshay, wherever he's at. I hope he's doing well. He's the one that put me on to his music. So thank him for that as well. Uh, My boy, my boy, Clint Class Brown. How are you, bro? I'm good, my brother. How you doing, man? I'm I'm doing good, man. It's it's hot as fuck out here in the West right now. It's just fucking blazing 100 degrees. And I live outside of LA, so I'm like an hour away from LA. So I'm in like pure desert. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. No, I just got back from LA. It was hot when I was out there. (laughs) So it's just, uh, you know, typical July. What? Well, now we're in August. My bad. Hell yeah. You know, L.A. August we heat. July. Yeah. yeah, L.A. August heat is terrible. <laughs> Hell yeah! Already. Hey man, it's. I mean, we got we got bad heat out here in Chicago land area too. Man. Yeah, it's bad humidity out here. So I definitely feel you on. Oh, I haven't. I went out. It's horrible. I was out there um, two years ago in May. Uh, okay, it was my first time. It was. De- it, I love Chicago. It was, it was, yeah. I had the best experience ever. Incredible when I went. city, man. Yeah. The best in the world. So, um, I met, um, Aris P shout out to him. He showed yeah, me shout around. Out to Aris, man. Shout yeah. out to him. So he's like, bro, you got, he's like, bro, you, when you coming back, you going back to work, you coming back. I'm like, I'm come back, man. <laughs> I'm gonna come back. Yeah, all, people, man. yeah. When all this shit calm down, I'm gonna come back, man. I'm gonna come back. So, um, <clears throat> definitely. Um, during this whole pandemic, um, what have you learned about yourself the most since, you know, this pandemic has occurred? Because, you know, now it's like a reset button. You give a chance, you get a chance to look at yourself and figure out, like, what do I need to improve on? So since this has been going on, what do you feel like you improved on the most? Well, honestly, um, it's funny that you say that because uh, I was thinking about that the other day when all this pandemic stuff started. Um, so for me, I haven't really been a person who's really been sitting down and I'll, I'll explain what I mean by that a yeah. little later. But as far as looking inward, I'm all, I've always been a person that's looked inward. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to say um, without sounding corny, I like to say I'm pretty centered as far as uh, me knowing myself. Um, so it, it wasn't much, I guess, uh, wasn't too much of a depth of more understanding about who I am or things that have uh, been epiphanies or whatever you may have. Uh, but I would say that um, I got a little bit more clarity on, you know, me as a person who has emotional depth. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I'm very empathetic to what people are going through in, in these crazy times. Um, and, and, you know, that's a lot for a person who's uh, uh, empathetic because you, you feel the emotions and, the feelings and and the stress of other individuals as well as your own shit. So I felt that, which I wasn't fond of. I don't like that shit at all. Uh, But, (laughs) but um, yeah, but um, also, you know, I mean, obviously I do music, but um, until that shit cracks the way um, I wanted to crack, I got a full-time gig. So I'm basically running and ripping and I got two jobs and I'm a, I'm a frontline um, essential worker. Yeah, my um, line of work. Uh, without going into too much detail, um, I, I deal with I deal a lot with uh, with unions, and I protect workers' rights. So oh, shit. there, yeah, there ain't there ain't no uh, 
quarantine sit down for me, man. Yeah. I, proper, <laughs> I, I had proper documentation that if I got pulled over by police or whatever you may have for whatever reason that I'm an essential worker and then I'm able to go about my means and take care of business um, the way I need to. So I've been ripping and running since March. Uh, I ain't been sitting really down anywhere. I'm mm-hmm. um, just trying to be healthy, wearing a mask, um, keeping my uh, immune system boosted, you know, taking vitamins, uh, whatever you may have. So, but, um, yeah, to answer your question, I would definitely say, um, I, I'm understanding my emotional intelligence Yeah, and I'm understanding I'm a very empathetic person, which has its, uh, positives and negatives. Yeah. I think that's, that's great. Cause for me, that's what I've been learning as well. I've been very hard to really be like an empathetic and emotional person, just <laughs> trying to let it out because I'm, I'm, I've always been very guarded about showing my true emotions of, because of shit that I've been through and I always been like this since I was a kid. And then I kind of personally feel like I get it from my dad because my dad is like the most like non showing emotional guy ever. Like he's very nonchalant, very, he's not very, he doesn't speak up that often. He's just very quiet. He has, he's a man, a few words. So I feel like, I understand that. Yeah. So I feel like this has really, you know, taught me to really just be like, okay, it's okay to be this. It's okay to, speak about your emotion it's okay like you know people thought it was yeah, a problem yeah. so most definitely well black people in general like i was having a conversation with um uh forgot who i was having a conversation with about it. i think it was uh one of, one of my homegirls just about um specifically black people and and dealing with you know emotions and mental health and that thing like a lot of us don't really know how to cope or you utilize coping mechanisms and things of that uh, nature, or really know how to express ourselves um, in a healthy manner um, pertaining to things that have happened in the past, uh, such as trauma and things that we are not necessarily dealing with, uh, but are, I guess, uh, perpetuated on a day-to-day basis without us knowing. Um, so like, I, I think that, I think that, you know, history and, you know, genetics and you know, your family, your trees. And as far as, um, you know, your uh, experiences all kind of mold the person that you're going to be. But a lot of things that we go through, like with people with PTSD and post-traumatic stress and, you know, disorder, basically, um, they have a whole bunch of shit that kind of builds up and they never deal with it. And I feel like a lot of people in our community, being black men specifically, mm-hmm. like in our community, people look at it as like, oh man, what you bitching about? Like, oh, you know, course. go, go handle your business. <laughs> like, we don't, yeah. we don't care about you bitching, dog. Like, go, go handle your shit, man. Like, Chicago, <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm, I'm about 35 minutes outside of the city, but, um, my dad grew up on the West side. My mom grew up on the South side. Mm-hmm. Um, I got family all throughout the city. And, um, you know, I, I want to say, uh, pertaining to the violence out there, like it's, it's sensationalized, um, it's sensationalized a lot of it, but it's still, there's still a lot of crazy shit going on in the city. And I mean, just to, to speak to that point, like a lot of those kids out there don't have the necessary means to vent and deal with the trauma that they've dealt with in their lives. And that affects their life moving forward um, within the black community. I can't speak to everybody's community, but I know just specifically within the black community, that's something that we got to work on um, and just building mental health and mental health awareness for our people uh, to be able to speak and, and to be able to get the, the proper help that we need. Oh yeah, of course we need to for sure vent and speak out and speak on how we truly feel because you know like you exactly. said like don't be bitching go do your thing it's like yo yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a real issue like it's normalized it's normalized in our culture uh quit bitching you know <laughs> suck it up you know that type of shit move and, on and get it yeah, yeah yeah move on or whatever handle your business you know yes. be a man you know tough that shit out but at the same time 
people really be going through shit. Yeah. So like, you know, you got you can't just like push that to the side. But you know, I digress. But uh, yeah, just just something I wanted to throw out there. But yeah, yeah most definitely. Yeah, it's fucking crazy, man. So um, yeah. Let's start at the beginning. Um, when did you first start getting into music? Man, um, I've been into music since I was like eight or nine years old. Um, I have been into this shit since internet and AIM and all of that shit started being, uh, started getting popping and shit. Like when Kazaa and, and Morpheus and, oh, and, and Morpheus <laughs> and, and Napster and all of that shit came yeah. into the fold. That's when I was like, I was, I was into music before that because my dad is really into music. Like, yeah. At one point in time, like he had like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of CDs in the basement, and I would grab one like every other day and take it to school with me. I'm talking like the parental advisor at the the old Jay Z records, Get Rich Die Trying, fucking the Brat, fucking uh, uh, Outcast, uh, anything you can think of. Uh, Rock him came up heavy on Rock him out um, albums and CDs. Um, anything you could think of from you know that era when I was a kid coming up. Um, that were being released when CD stores were around still and shit like that. Um, I was, I had, so we say eight or nine. And then I really started getting into, um, different genres when, um, file sharing started coming around. Cause then I was able to download different shit and I was in the skateboarding for a little while and all of that. And that kind of exposed me to some different shit. Oh but, shit. Uh, you I used to skate? Definitely around there. That's crazy. Yeah, man. Um, <laughs> I skated, I skated for a good, like five, six years. I hey say. man. Yeah. I, I, at one point, at one point I really wanted to go to, I really was like, you know what? My dream is to try to go at least AM. I wanted to at least try to go AM, but then I'd be like, I'm like, I'm, I didn't feel like I was good enough. I was like, damn, I'm not good enough, man. Like my friends was like doing crazier shit. Like people was landing tray flips and fakey, fakey flips and all this crazy shit that I just couldn't like, man, I can only do this burial flip and this tail <laughs> flip, kick flip, the basics. But, you know, I just, I felt like, uh, I felt like it wasn't my calling. So I felt back from it. But I think I still, to this day, think about skateboarding like every other day. Uh, it's still like a part of who I am. Oh, uh, dude, I went, I went um, skateboarding, I think it was Thursday. And I haven't skated in a month prior. And Damn. man, <laughs> I felt so out of shape. Like yeah, not yeah, even conditioned. Just, definitely a muscle. Yeah, definitely breathing hard. I'm like. Fuck, damn! I need to yeah. skate more consistent now, man. Shit getting harder. If I take breaks and then I do it again, it just gets harder and harder. But you know, I was, yeah, trying, I was cool. getting some tricks down. I was just like, all right, That's what I'm saying, still man. do some shit. You know, a little consistency. Bit. Hell yeah! Like you know, because you know, it's Tony. Tony's still out here skating. Fucking, um, you know, I'm pretty sure Bob Brunquist is still skating. Oh yeah, he's still skating. Oh, no. uh, Musco. I know he fucked his. Is still skating. Yeah. Um. R Rodney Mullen is still skating. Uh. Daywon Song. Like all these, all the fucking like legends are still I'm out still here going hard in their fifties. Still skating <laughs> this shit, bro. It's crazy. That shit is crazy, man. Fucking shit is nuts. Especially yeah, Daywon. I think Daywon's like 40, 44, 45 now. I yeah. Think, and he's just yeah still killing it, man. I'm just like still yo, going nuts, bro. Still going nuts. Still making tricks. Still doing all the crazy shit that just looks impossible and, and then these newcomers these new kids i try to i try to keep in the fold and trying to pay attention yeah. to what's going on um you know i've been i've been still watching like i've been watching Nigel's uh fucking career since he was since the elementality kid, kid video. yeah yeah and that kid is just fucking insane <sighs> like i some of the shit that he does and just the way his he's so clean like he's so clean like as far as when like i don't know if you saw that new commercial 
Uh, I don't even know if it was a commercial. It was, I think it was just like a, a line that he did. Oh, with um, the his Instagram with the with camera the and shit. Yeah, that was in the drone in the air. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, bro! Like <laughs> so clean, so fucking clean. Like that's the shit that I miss about like skateboarding and shit like that. Like I still, I still appreciate it. Um, it's a, it's an art form, and a lot of people oh, don't yeah. understand that. It's like it's an art form, man. Like I really do appreciate everything that I picked up from skateboarding I tell, and the culture. I tell people skateboarding is life, man. They, they don't yeah, know. They think right. it's just like you just destroying. Like nah, it's nah. it's an art form. We look at like everything like an obstacle. Like oh, we Facts. could possibly skate that. If I move that, Facts. I could possibly do this. Like. Facts. I, I do I still do I still do that to this day everywhere I'm driving or like I just look at stuff about coming out yeah yeah and I'm just like mm, I can hit yeah. that rail maybe yeah. mm, oh that little tense there maybe mm, I could probably probably just oh, yeah. ollie it on the just to be on the safe side you know like I'm trying to get fucked Can't up but yeah roll backside out like all types of crazy and like yeah I, I I hear you man and that's why I still think about skateboarding so much like I I, I will always appreciate that art form and I will always appreciate. Uh, what it brought to me in that short period of time, and, yeah. and the fact that I that I still think about skateboarding when I think about music, and it, it, it coincide with one another to a certain degree, which is crazy. But yeah, man, shout out to shout out to the culture of skateboarding, and thank shout you, out to everything it's, it's brought to everything, man. Shout out to Nigel for not even putting effort to try tricks anymore. Yeah, fact, man. <laughs> that, even... that kid is next level, a, a living legend. Facts only. <sighs> Just he don't eat fucking crooked. Cook at twelve out of his sleep. Oh God, yeah, it's a, it's disgusting, man. Like, <laughs> I want to I, I want to run into him one day and just be like, man. So like, when did you know that? Because I I knew I knew he was gonna be a goat when I saw him in the elementality video. I'm like, this kid is going to be what fucking be? insane <laughs> when he get, like he was he was insane in the elementality video. And like, I remember all of those videos. I remember the yeah right video with uh Eric Costin's part when they had uh fucking uh Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson. And uh, yeah. he was talking he was talking all that crazy shit. He was just like <laughs> and everybody everybody at one point in time was like, "Damn, the old Wilson just really back that? that rail." I was yeah, like, "Yo, yeah. that day, man. Yeah. 2003 yeah, right? was wild." Hell yeah. Uh what was it? There was I remember all of that shit, man. And Bloom with uh Evan Hernandez. I don't know what happened to him. Oh, he but... just he gangstered out now, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, damn. he just he just he'd be on Instagram just showing off money. Just he, he, he Okay. I think he owns I think he owns some shit. I think I don't remember, but he owns like okay. some companies, like he invested in some skateboarding companies, so he ain't got to do shit no more. Oh, so yeah, he 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 goosey then. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that in Bloom video like it was yesterday. My boy, um, I think Alberto Hernandez put me on that shit, man. He was like, yo, check out this dude. Cause uh they had the same last name, so he was like, "Yo, this dude heaven is gonna gonna do something, man." And uh, I remember, I remember P Rod. Uh, P Rod is P Rod is still he's still the man to this day. Yeah, he's still going crazy. Still the I man. know he still be able to be at the barracks and shit. I'm trying to keep up with barracks every now and then. With yeah, the, they got their little videos that be posting and shit. Yeah, man, I fucking love skate. <laughs> I love that shit. Oh man, shout out to P Rod, man. The yeah, fact, still he's he's still to me he's still. The champ, like he has, he's has his own company now. Hell they yeah. they put out a sailor. He did it right. Yeah, they put out a Sailor Moon collection. Shit sold out in within like two hours. Like eighties and nineties, baby. Fucking crazy. Oh yeah. Oh man, it's like yeah. I love skateboarding, Shout man. That. Shout out to to, yeah. the, to the culture and just expanding lives and learning how to market themselves. Like always, Most definitely always appreciative. So um, <clears throat> it's funny. So I first heard of you. On 
trying to remember the song name on the XV Bruce Lee song. That was the first song I ever heard of you. <laughs> I remember this. Yeah, I remember that shit. And uh, I think Brandon said it to me. This is like when me and him was starting to get to know each other. And he yeah, was yeah. like, he was like, yo, check this out. Like, I got it's me, my boy on here. And I was like, all right. And then I listened to it. I was like, yeah, this shit fired. <laughs> I remember that song. Yeah. Um, I remember that shit too. So, um, how did that happen? Like, if you can remember that far, because that's a oh, long uh, time ago. That is, yeah. What was that? Spring '09. Should Spring '09 yet? Some okay, yeah. So, all right. So at that time, that was Spring '09, 2009. I think XV was working on everybody's. I think it's everybody's. Nobody, yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah, everybody's nobody project mixtape. Which I, I actually went back and re-listened to the other day. Still a great project. Um, so he was asking, this was on Two Dope Boys. Uh, Shake and Mecca were talking about they were having a contest um, via XV. He wanted somebody to put in the best 16. Um, the best 16 will win. So you had to submit a, a record about uh, martial arts and shit mm-hmm. to, fit the, to fit the concept of the record. And I'm just like, you know what? You know, I'm, I'm at that point in time. I'd been rapping for a couple of years, two or three years, kind of playing with the idea. I think I dropped them. Maybe I dropped a mixtape, or just I dropped the mixtape, or whatever. Um, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna try this out. I fuck with XV. I like what he's bringing to the table. He's got his own style and shit. And um, I've been really digging his music. So you know, let me sit down and come up with some shit. So I uh, came up with my 16. Uh, I wish I could remember the shit off the top of my head, but. Um, whoever listens to it, it's still on the internet somewhere. You guys can find it. I think it's on YouTube somewhere. Uh, but came up with the 16, had a whole bunch of references to like, I don't know, like Kung Fu and Dragon Ball Z and all of this shit or whatever. And um, I submitted it. And lo and behold, uh, got an email back, I want to say a couple of weeks later or a week or two later, that I had uh, I beat like 100 something over, because everybody was posting their verses on like the blogs and shit. So everybody be in the comments like, oh, that verse is dope. This is dope. Whatever you may have, so on and so forth. And then um, I posted mine and they got a great response. Everybody's like, oh, this is just dope. Da, 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 X, Y, and Z. So I got the, um, no pun intended. And then, um, so I got the response from the email. I don't know if it was from XV um, directly or if it was one of his people, but they were like, yeah, you won the contest. But um, also there was another verse on the contest. So I'm like, okay, well, there's two people that I guess that won this contest. It was only supposed to be one. It's supposed to be me and XV or whoever won and XV to be on the feature. Mm-hmm. So uh, Brandon uh, Deshay, uh, a.k.a. Uh, Ace Hashimoto, I believe he's going by now. Yeah. Shout out to Brandon. I ain't talked to him in a while, man, but I hope he's doing well. Um, was the other person that won. And at this time, I was in Clearwater, Florida. Uh, I, I just got the news that I won because I was out there just on a mini vacation with some homies um, chilling. And I got the email opened up. They're like, okay, here's the final song. I uh, heard my verse, and then I heard Brandon's verse, and I'm like, yeah, okay, who's this dude, man? That, 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 that shit was hard. Fuck this. <laughs> so I, I did my research on him. I checked him out, and I was like, oh, man, yeah, this this dude is crazy. And the funniest thing about that um, about that whole situation was yeah, both of us were from Chicagoland area. <laughs> we were both from. So I'm just like, out of hundreds of people that entered this contest, the two niggas that won, both had ties to Chicago in some type of way. Basically meaning that Chicago is nothing to fuck with. <laughs> is what I is what I was basically <laughs> coming. I mean, there don't get me wrong, like I fuck with the West Coast, I fuck with the South, I fuck with 
I fuck with the East. I fuck with all of that shit. Yeah. But at the same time, I feel like Chicago gets overlooked a lot. From the, there's, there's pure talent out here. And it ain't just we rap and do X, Y, and Z. Like, motherfuckers will rap and, and sing and then do jump into some different genres and do uh, pick up a guitar and do all. Like, we really be doing all of that shit out here. And it's, it's, it's something that's kind of been overlooked over a while. So I feel a certain way about it. But um, as far as the whole XV thing, man, yeah, we both won that contest. Um, and it get, it was a little bit of politics uh, down the line with it because the song didn't actually end up on the mixtape. The whole goal was to get the song on the mixtape. Oh, wow. And me and Brandon, yeah, me and Brandon, me and Brandon were talking about it. And we were just kind of like, so XV is saying that he's not going to put the song on the mixtape. But the whole contest was about, because it was about exposure. So we, I mean, I, I felt some type of way for a couple of weeks and Brandon felt some way for a little while or whatever. But yeah. I ended up saying, whatever, it is what it is. Uh, shout out to XV. Uh, wherever he is, I hope everything is copacetic and cool. Yeah. He, uh, he was basically like, yeah, you know, it just didn't fit the time. I'm like, all right, well, whatever. Uh, but people fucked with it. Um, I think that was a jump start to Brandon's career because a lot of people started paying attention to him after that. Uh, me, uh, I was kind of going through, uh, trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my music at the time. So that, I think it was a missed opportunity for me, but mm-hmm. I definitely enjoyed being a part of the song and it would definitely be something that I will never forget. Yeah, I remember I remember that song. And then I think you dropped identified maybe a couple months later yeah i did the redux yeah um, you did the redux yeah i remember that yeah i went back and re-edited a couple things mm-hmm. up. um and then um I, that was presented by um elusive media who was my my boy show me pat wary and my homie charlie yeah. fair had something to do with that when, when charlie had the club which was a, a blog at the time yeah so yeah and yeah I, yeah i remember um brandon's like yo uh like uh class put out the the Identify Redux and I'm on there and I was like yeah. alright I'm gonna listen to this whole thing cause I like to listen to the whole thing so when someone tells yeah. me to listen to something I'm gonna listen from start to end and I liked it I liked it a lot when when I heard it back then I mean I, I still I'm, I'm not gonna lie I still listen to that and the end Defy EP to this day like oh man Defy Defy was a whole journey yeah like I, oh man I still listen to those those are like like that's like I mean I was young I'm, I was shit that was like 2010, 2009, 2010, yeah. 21, 22 yeah, back then. So those are like my music to go to when I was like young, like, or to get me hyped up. Like, I'm going to listen to this. Yeah, and, man. That means a lot, bro. Truly, yeah. Truly does. I Thank truly you. appreciate yeah. it. Bro. <laughs> I was really, I was really still trying to find myself musically mm-hmm. at that point in time. So I was trying a whole bunch of different shit. Um, me, yeah, me and Brandon had, uh, had, we had a few records, um, back in that time that, um, did well as far as, um, um exposure wise like the the um i think the one that you're talking about on the uh the fire redux was uh live from cloud nine live from cloud nine was dope yeah yeah live from cloud nine we had that record and then on defy we had um uh, endless, uh, endless summer endless summer with, with the casey veggies with casey veggies CV. yeah 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 cv shout out to casey veggies yeah. hey cv so um shit what was I about to ask um what was the process of making the defy man um so this this ties back into uh the homies uh show me pat wary um who i don't know if you are familiar with he's uh he's a pretty big time director he's done a lot of shit with like up until this point he's done a lot of shit with uh clips especially push a t um the migos uh belly and the weekend uh so on and so forth a lot of names i can go on 
Uh, but at that time, um, him and Charlie was like his right hand man. Um, they were, they were two of the people who were really the first people who really looked out for me. I want to say early on yeah. as far as giving me opportunities to get my more exposure and just kind of like really supporting and like really believing what I, my talents. Um, when I was 19, 18, 19 years old, uh, it was a funny story. I've, I've told this story to a couple of people, but never like on like a podcast or anything yeah. like that or <laughs> a talk show. Uh, so it was a situation back in the day um, where, remember, okay, so this is MySpace days. So you back in the day, you could steal people's pages and layouts. Oh, yeah. Um, yo, MySpace, of course. Yeah. I used to do that, yeah. I used to do that <laughs> all the fucking time. I'm like, this shit is cold. I'm like, shit, take the, take the, uh, the web design or whatever. Yeah. And, um, at that time, I was on uh, Shay Halley's uh, page from NERD, and I stole his webpage because I really liked the design and all of that. Um, and it was funny because I don't even know how he found my page, uh, but um, David, aka Max Fillard, he was going by Max Meg at the time. He's a, a he's a VA rapper, real cool dude. Me and him still keep in touch. He's a, he's a great dude. Mm-hmm. Um, he hit me in, in a, like on a message on MySpace and was like. Oh, ha ha! You stole my you stole my boy's layout, and, and my boy my boy Charlie designed that for Shay. I was like, oh shit! So me and him ended up getting cool and kind of chatting back and forth, and then I ended up following Charlie, and then me and him built our relationship, and then I started building my relationship with Show Me, and like, oh, this kid makes music, so on and so forth. I was like a joke at first, and then getting cool and cool. Come out to 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 VA. Yeah. So. This is back in the day, like, I mean, I'm 19, I'm, I'm meeting people on the internet, and they're like, yo, just fly out here. And my parents were kind of like, ah, oh, you know, I'm like, ah, oh, I'll be all right. So I went out there, and then um, it was, um, it was, it was, uh, ended up being very beneficial because I still keep the relationship with both those guys to this day. Uh, but um, the, I swear, the moment I got out there, show me, and uh, Charlie took me to the the Neptune studio in VA. Oh, shit. And um, it's unfortunate because I think at the time, uh, Pharrell was in Miami working with um, Britney Spears. I missed I missed uh, Shay by ten minutes. We got there ten minutes too late, and then we left. T- and ten minutes later, Chad came. Um, <laughs> <laughs> which is funny. I was like, "Damn!" I was like, "Damn!" All these fucking. I was like, "Fuck!" But it's it's all good though. Um, I ended up running into uh, this was when Christian Rich was just coming up. Are you familiar? Oh, with yeah, Rich? I remember Christian Rich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, the, the upstairs they've been they work like J Cole and Childish Gambino and Drake and. A whole bunch of people or whatever, but um, this is when they were coming up, and they're another t- uh, group of people who came from drum roll, please, Chicago. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a lot of people don't. I don't know. I don't know if a lot of people know that, but I didn't know they were. From, sure I didn't know they were from Chicago, Chicago yeah. to be honest. Like I was like, oh, these guys are dope. And if not- I'm not mistaken, yeah, if I'm not mistaken, they got roots in Chicago. Okay, um, we were talking about uh, we were talking about a couple of different things. I met them that day, and at the same time, um, another reason I went out there was to meet my boys, uh, Mansions on the Moon. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember and, them. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, shout out to those guys. Shout out to Ben and, and Lane and Jeff and uh, and Ted, of course. Um, so I went out to go meet with them because um, we were they were working on some music, working on their mixtape with uh, Diplo and DJ Benzi at the time. And we went to the studio. I, I met up with Christian Rich, talked to them about some shit that they were working on, and they were working on their project at the time that was going to be promoted by. Uh, Cause Shay and Shay and Pharrell had picked them up to kind of like manage them or some shit like that. And same thing with um same thing with Mansions on the Moon. I think Shay was managing or about to start managing Mansions on the Moon. And um 
it was the studio was dope, man. It was just it was just more so uh, for purposes of the experience and just being out there and, and really being around these uh, some some industry folks for the first time and, and shit like that. Um, but um, I say all that to say, like when I when when I left, I started working on uh, when I went back home. I started working on I started working on Defy, mm-hmm. and uh, I was kind of working in the process of working on Defy at, the, at that point in time because they had already been sending me beats and shit. Show me and Charlie had helped me open up my world to like some 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 more experimental um, beats um, and styles of music, especially in the electronic front at a at an early age. I was aware of this stuff, but. Um, they kind of opened the door. Like there's one song on Defy called Pondering, I think Pondering Thoughts. And um, and it's over a, a Crystal Castles beats. So I, I oh, know yeah. who the fuck Crystal Castles was. I was like, what is this? Um, then um also Charlie was the one who sent me the instrumental for um uh when dreams come reality, uh uh the DJ Shadow Flip. Yeah. Uh that that instrumental. So he he was introducing me to a whole bunch of shit. And at that time. Um, I was working real close and still working real close with my motherfucking brother, uh, Trey Hemingway, who was literally one of the greatest fucking producers. Yeah. And that man, that man is one of the coldest fucking producers. And I cannot wait till that man gets his just due because I've never heard somebody be able to implement emotion into production the way that he does. It's not even close. Like, um, shout out to fucking Trey, man. I actually just talked to him earlier. I like, I like his production, man. He's, he's very dope. Like, yeah, you and him are Legend, just like bro. like when y'all create. Whenever I hear you over his stuff, it's like yeah, it's, it's like it's different, man. It's fucking different. It's man. like a it's garden, man. Like, just walking yeah, in the garden, man. just listen to some bliss. You know what's funny? Um, me and Trey High Key are the like you know, and this is not a not a jab at um Niccolo and uh Fonte because they definitely are the foreign exchange. But yeah, me and Trey are the fucking foreign exchange <laughs> as well. Because Trey Trey originally is from VA, but at that time. He was like in Germany, he was in uh, Paris, mm-hmm. and I think he was in London. So he was sending me all this shit from overseas um, that he was making over there and sending it to me over there. And, um, and that was how one of the reasons Defy was um, able to be conceived was because I, uh, Trey gave me the opportunity to hop on a beat. He's like, yo, I'm going to let you use this beat if you kill it. And the first record that's on, the, on, the, uh, on that project is called Going Gone. Mm-hmm. And that is produced by Trey Hemingway. And that was the first record that I ever got from Trey. And then after that, it was just curtains. And then he just started sending me shit. And we, we built our relationship up from that point. But me and Trey have never met each other in person. Wait, to, to this, this day. day? To this day, we have never met each other in person. That's crazy. And, and, and that is one of my, that's, that's one of my, like, one of my closest homies in general, but, all, but also one of my closest music homies. It's in like, like that man, like knows about all my releases and shit before he's out. We check in with each other, like you know, we talk about life and shit. Like you know, what I'm saying that that's that's like one of my homie homies, and it's just crazy that we live in a time where you can get so close to somebody uh-huh. and not even know them in person. person. You know, what I'm saying like it's crazy, but that's that's my brother though. Shout out to fucking Trey Hemingway. Um, that's he was one of the big reasons for Defy. So yeah, yes, he's he's all over that shit. <laughs> most definitely most yeah. fucking definitely that's crazy because you know it's funny when i first met arisp because i've been talking to him all the internet for all these years yeah and when we first met in person i feel like i know like we like yeah you feel like it yeah, just immediately we were just like oh what's up bro like we just do, bonded yeah. and just it was just crazy like i felt like i know him my whole life when we first Facts. met and Facts. we were just hanging out and all that shit that shit that's crazy yeah that's crazy y'all haven't met yet that's it's wild. Nah, man, we gotta make it happen. I told him I'm gonna try to get out because he just, he had moved back overseas. 
I told him I'm going to try to make it happen when all this corona shit ends. Okay, okay. Motherfuckers can get back to, you know, safe back to regular life. And- yeah, safe travels and shit. Um, that's nuts. Was, when the fight came out, was that like, do you feel like it impacted the way that you wanted to in the sense that like, you're starting to get more noticeable? Or oh, yeah. you were just like, oh, yeah. uh, maybe? Defy, Defy to this day, um, is one of my most impactful projects. That shit was damn near everywhere. Um, it was just, it was in the time where, um, I guess you could say, this is when a blog era was popping, it was, popping, yeah, popping, popping, like <laughs> super fucking popping. Like I was like, I was getting posted and shit. I was like, I didn't even know how the fuck I got posted in the shit. Like, and there was, there was some notable features at the time because, you know, Brandon was popping. He, he had his own shit going on for him. Uh, Casey Veggies was on there. Um, fucking, um, damn, who, who else was on that shit? Uh, there's a couple other people on there that really had some, some, some buzzes at the time. And that, that kind of added to, you know, what I had going on as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I had, um, uh, Rebel Lee homies on there. Uh, Seth Hughes was on there. Uh, Max, my homie, Max Maggot, I was just talking about was on there. And Seth Hughes had his own shit going on. Cause he, at the time, I think he was being uh, managed by playing Pat. Mm-hmm. Um, Trey was bubbling, and because he was giving, he was giving, he was giving beats to a whole bunch of different people. Um, I'm trying to get... Hold up, kind of went away for a bit. <laughs> yeah. All right, here we I go. I got, I got, all right, I got production from uh from set on here, Trey. Yeah. Uh, I got some shit from uh, I was rapping over tele telephone Tel Aviv or telepod Philippians beat. I think I don't I don't know if Telepop was on here, but Thelonious, Thelonious Martin. I had one of his yeah, yeah, yeah. on here. Like he's he's popping everywhere right now. Shout out to Thelonious Martin. Um I was rapping over Washed Out. I was rapping over a lot of crazy different shit. And I think that's what would uh really made people want to gravitate to the project. Um, as well as the track listing of the people who were involved with the project and shit, man. So I would say Defy definitely was um a boost for my career and it's still talked about today. A lot of people still bring up Defy to me. I think that's like my my little brother's favorite project I've ever done. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, man, I would definitely say um, I had a lot of fun making that project, and it was definitely a very it's, it was one of the starts to my super experimental phase that I never got out of that I'm still in today. And I just started playing with all different types of sounds, and it helped mold who I am as a creator today. So oh, I love shit. that project. Shout out to the five man. I love that project. Yeah, too. Man. it's love that shit. I appreciate thought, it, bro. I I I believed at the time it was ahead of everything that came out during that year. Like, thank you, man. Was, I appreciate it. It was really good. So, <clears throat> so we fast forward a bit. Um, after the five was is Runners from Nowhere. Is that like your first out? Al- would you call it Runners from Nowhere your first album? No, yeah, Runners from Nowhere is definitely my first studio album. Okay. Um, a lot of fucking time went into that project. A lot of time. <laughs> a lot like a lot of time goes into my studio albums. I take uh, I take um I put a lot of energy and blood, sweat, and tears into this shit. Um like a lot of artists do. Um but yeah, um Runners from Nowhere. That the whole conception of that um starts with the unidentified, the first unidentified project before the Redux. Okay, um, yeah. Because that was a scenario and situation that um, kind of is close to the Trey Hemingway situation about people that 
I was cool with from a distance, but didn't meet in person. So I was getting beats from some homies uh, who I knew through another person at the time um, that lived in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And they were fucking with me, but I had never met them in person yet. Um, so they were sending me beats and I was able to, to, to compile, um, and put together the unidentified, which is the first mixtape I ever did, uh, when I was like 17, 18 years old. And that was the moment I realized that I want to do music for the rest of my life. Um, I put the project together. Um, I was telling everybody at the high school for a couple of years that, oh yeah, I make music and you ain't got no project out, bro. We are in music, such and such, whatever <laughs> you have. And I'm just like, shit, all right. So my senior year, right before I graduated, I finished a project during, around the time of my birthday, which is in spring, uh, March 20th. Um, and I put the project out. And it was uh, it was a moment I'll never forget. Like, when I left the school, damn near heard five or six cars, like, bumping my my mixtape. And that was the moment in my life I'm like, I'm going to do music for the rest of my life. That's like, fucking that's crazy. Bro, it was, it was, it was, it was an experience. It was a fucking experience. I would never, I would never forget. Like all at the, like all at the same time. Yeah, man. I just, I was hearing people like just playing my shit on the speakers as they were leaving the school. And I'm just like, fuck like this, this is a fucking moment for me, man. Cause like in high school, you know, you'd be trying to find yourself and shit. Like I was on football teams and playing sports and shit, but that shit wasn't really appeasing me. I wasn't like. I don't really give a shit about that. Like I was on the teams that kick out, kick with the homies and shit. And to be like, Oh, I'm on the football team or whatever. But music was my fucking passion. And at that time I was trying to figure out, I'm like, what, so am I going to rap? What am I going to do? And I put that, I put that project together and a lot of people fucked with it. And I'm just like, it was a moment. So you fast forward from that point to runs from nowhere. And then we get to start talking about uh, my other brother, Christopher Columbus, AKA Davin. Davin um, as well, as well as my other, other two homies too, my other two brothers, uh, Sean V and, and Tony Starks. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Davin produced the majority of that project. Davin was the nigga on the boards for, um, he, 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 um, he up to compile the, uh, the runners from nowhere intro was, uh, done by, uh, uh, who was that? Uh, Chris, Chris Barnett, AKA CB mix. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people would know him nowadays as uh little pumps, like main producer, yeah. He produced uh S Skidded. He produced uh uh he produced uh the shit with um uh Sway Lee and uh Lee for the uh damn what's that joint that uh uh just I'm losing focus. You know what I'm talking about? Hmm. Seems like it's something kind of emotions that I've hopeless. Hopeless romantic, hopeless romantic. Yeah. yeah, so he did that and some other shit or whatever, and then my brother, brother P P D, who was um my man producer right now mm-hmm. and, and one of my closest homies. Um other than that, Davin did the shit for, um, <clears throat> I'm trying to think off the top. Man, you got me going back trying to figure yeah. out all these, uh, <laughs> it's hard these fucking records, man. Cause I've done, a, I've done a lot of songs. It's hard. Um, it's hard to go back and try to remember. It's hard just to really think about yeah. it. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, the rise of the runners shit, um, co-produced by Davin and, um, Davin and, uh, CB mix, uh, and, uh, as well as, uh, I think the first. Go ahead, go ahead. I think the first song I heard from Runners, Young and Strong was the first song you put out from that project. Right? Young and Strong was the first single, yeah, yes. and that was Davin produced that too. Davin oh, did. He did damn near all the singles. To think, not a thing. He did Golden Champion. Mm-hmm. He did Young and Strong. He did Hate Me. He did No Hook. Um, no Hook Fire. <laughs> thank you, brother. <laughs> no Mike says No Hook is fire to me. Appreciate it, man. That's one of my biggest songs to date. People still love that shit. That's what I'm saying. People still, but like the exposure for these projects was nil, like damn near nothing. Like, like 
and, and that's what's crushing to be an independent artist and shit like that. Like, I've had a lot of opportunities and shit, but, like, you got to really be out here really promoting your shit. Like, yeah. there's still, like, that project did not really get heard. I could literally, I could really put that project back out the next, uh, tomorrow, uh, and yeah. it could be, like, a new project, because a lot of people did not hear that shit, aside from my immediate circle and, you know, maybe a few thousand people. But yeah, other that than was, that... That was a sleeper. Man, bro, man. And, and, and I ain't gonna lie, sometimes it's even painful to talk about this shit because <laughs> niggas don't know, bro. Niggas do not know how much time and effort went into and how much bullshit I went through to get that fucking project done, man. Like, you're talking about a whole bunch of shit where the project damn near disappeared for a little while. Oh, I shit. sessions. I had to find the sessions. Thank God that I got the sessions back. Like, we've talking about 10 mixes on a record, like that type of shit. I was on some Kanye shit on that project i'm like this has to be fucking perfect you know i went through my first management deal with that project with jeter k from maybach music like yeah it was a lot of shit going on with that man so yeah but um yeah dab and my brother was all over that project man and people still talk about that shit man um wait you said christopher Kil- uh, christopher columbus right christopher columbus is Davin. that's that's his name Davin. yeah he, yeah he also he, also he produced on the lupe, lupe album yeah yeah, yeah, yeah okay okay yes sir he, he, yeah, he, he fired did, uh, too <laughs> yeah He's uh, a song, and uh, I think he did uh, Alan Forever. Yeah, Alan yeah, Forever. I think he did Alan, Alan Forever. Forever. Yeah, shout yeah. out my brother Christopher Columbus. He got some. He he been in, he been in the tuck right now. I just got off the phone with him a couple of days ago, but he got some shit coming for y'all soon, very soon. Yeah, like when he, I, I read that because I bought the uh, bought Drogas Wave as well. I, like I had to get the CD. I Fire. bought Fire. I bought every Lupe album. Like I have to. Yeah. it's like a huge Lupe fan. Yes, I love Lupe. One of my favorite rappers of all time. <laughs> Not even close. Most definitely. And people don't believe Lupe would still rap over niggas' heads. Like it's nigga, Luke, crazy. Lupe can out rap everybody, like, nigga. It's not even like he, it's <laughs> funny because he'll he'll be like he'll be cocky with it, but because he can be, he'll confident would be a better uh, terminology. Yeah, and then he'll be like super humble, like oh, you know, just you know, I'm like nigga, we know you can out rap, man. Yeah, bro. we know you can. One of the coldest, and it's another nigga from. Oh damn, that's crazy. Anyway, Chicago, <laughs> Chicago, Lou. <laughs> Just saying, bro. Niggas is really out here. <laughs> Niggas, Chicago's out, man. That's why, like, I have to say, like, Chicago has produced, put out, my not produced, put out some of my favorite artists and you Pure guys. Fucking and talent, man. It's Pure crazy fucking talent out here in the city. It's it's dope. Appreciate it, man. It's dope to see, like, just to see that, like, Chicago put out Common. Chicago put out No Idea. Chicago Facts. put out Twista. Chicago Facts. put out Kanye. Yep, and then we got uh Bump J, you know yep. I I still I listened uh I feel like I'm missing somebody man Chance Vic Mensa yeah Vic Vic Jenkins. Vic, Vic Jenkins fuck you know what man I'm saying? I can go on and on and yeah, on it's like, a list, this list is long. yeah <laughs> oh man like a lot of people just don't know like all Chicago niggas know. man they killing it man like fuck trendsetters no doubt <sighs> man really out here. I think Chicago, I, I strictly believe Chicago is like home of the most underrated rappers on the planet. And people don't oh, no, realize it's, that. It's, it's, it, that's facts. That's yeah. facts. <laughs> there, there are niggas out here that will literally bar you to death. Like, like I know, I'll I, I be seeing what they be doing with the, the, and I respect, like, I respect all cultures and everything. Like hip-hop oh, yeah. is, hip-hop is culture and we are the fucking culture. Like, everybody, you know what I'm saying? Especially black folks. Like, this our shit. Facts. Like, you know what I'm saying? Everybody who wants to entertain it, thank you for being a part of it, but just always remember where this shit started. And um, when it comes to Chicago, man, bro, like, it is 
it's just different out here, man. Like even the drill, even even when drill was the big thing and back in like the early like twenty tens and shit like that. Yeah. Like I see that, you know, New York right now kinda took a big portion of our drill scene, mixed it with the UK shit, and then now they got their drill shit going on right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> so like Holy it's shit. like it's just different, but like it's like shit history repeats itself, but also trendsetters, like I said previously. Trendsetters. So I'm just saying, man. Shout out right, to Chicago. You're right. I'm Shout coming back. Chicago. I'm come back, Chicago. I'm come back for y'all. Yeah, man. man. Most definitely. Come back and most just deaf. enjoy it. Oh Hell man. Yeah. I love Chicago. Um likewise. Um and then we get to oh, so you took a little break. Uh I'm I'm gonna say a break. That's just how I see it. Cause yeah, you haven't yeah. put out stuff in a while. And then on SoundCloud, you put out one of my favorite fucking songs, man. Put out fucking comfort me. Ah, the greatest man. shit on the fucking. <laughs> that's the one. I still believe. To me, this is my personal opinion. That's still one. Of the, I believe that is the greatest song you ever made. That's how I. That's <laughs> how you, I. That's I how it. I feel. Cause I that it, bro. That should be hitting like the, hits, the, yeah, that, hits, the emotion, hits, the beat. It be hitting. It be hitting. Yeah, that. man. And that was that was one of my um that's one of my B side records like I that's not even out on any like streaming services or yeah. anything like that it's just on SoundCloud um goes back to what we just talked about that's Trey Hemingway production Trey, man. um shout out my brother Trey once again um comfort me um I'm trying to think where I was when I made that I was in a I was in a weird space like mentally when I made that song but like it, it came out um damn I can't even remember when that song came out I don't 14, maybe? 14, 15? Yeah, 14, 15. Long time ago, but... Yeah, I was trying to figure some shit out, man. I was working on a lot of music, but, like, I was like, let me just put some music out to fuckers know I'm still out here doing X, Y, and Z. But uh, Comfort Me is literally one of my favorite songs I've done. Mm -hmm. I still listen to that song, and I I was thinking about the other day, I'm like, I might put it out on streaming services as kind of like some lo-fi shit, because I don't have the stems to that. I don't think I got the stems to that out, um, that the song anymore, to be able to go and take it to the studio or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So I might just re- I might just release it on Spotify or Apple Music or whatever. But thank you, man. People still hit me up about that shit too. Like I, a couple people, are like man, I was in the comfort meeting the other day. I love that record, or you know, so on and so forth. But um, yeah, that that's my shit too, that man. Shit, I'm glad you shit. fuck with it. I'm glad it resonated with you. That shit, that shit hits hard, man. Thanks, man. That oh, appreciate it's it. It's a beautiful record, man. Thank you, bro. And, thank and you. Then, I think that was an era for uh, what was it? Uh, I think that was a couple years. I right after uh, Lux. When I dropped Lux, mm-hmm. so I was in that area. So yeah, most definitely. And then uh, I think Lux. I think I, I didn't. I don't believe I heard Lux because then I just during after Runners from Nowhere. Me, I just went. Uh, just I was in some some. I was just. I feel you. In, I feel you. Like, yeah, yeah. I was, was doing was, some it shit. Yeah, low key mixtape. Um, but Trey was all. If you like Trey and me, uh, production. That's Trey, me, and. Uh, are you familiar with, my, with the group that I was in, Analog Division? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember Analog Division. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's us. That's us all over the boards, like with everything. I gotta like, listen uh, to that, man. I got it. Shit, I gotta. I don't even know. I took it down. And oh shit! Oh. <laughs> but uh, I can. Send you, I'll send you a copy though, bro. Like I still got it. But um, that's there's a lot of records with me and Trey. There's a lot of records with my bro, my boy, another brother, Ofo Oforil, who goes by eighty eight now. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, if you want some uh, some 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 new old shit from me, I can definitely send that to you. Yeah, sure. I like it's funny because on SoundCloud, I like the what else you put comfort me on there, and then you put feel nothing, and then you put Ange- angelic yeah. best, and those are all produced Angelic by Trey. Yeah, and those yep. those yep. those three those three records 
are fire. Oh man, Angelic Best is on um is on um Lux, so it's like one of the last records on Lux. Oh shit, yeah. So okay, yeah. That yeah, yeah. Man. those records. Phew, God, thank man. you, my brother. Appreciate it, bro. Appreciate I, it. I love those songs, man. Those are fire, man. Like I said, you and Trey are just. Every time, shit, man. it's like a yeah, fucking man. garden. Like I said, it's my dog. Garden. <laughs> Just a different type of vibe, man. Yeah, I, like I said, man. Me and Trey, we gonna have some more shit for y'all soon. Yeah, man. Uh, but I, I definitely appreciate it. Yeah, I, I, man. Y'all too. I, I, I hope y'all put like a project from both of y'all. Is that's that's it? It's gonna be fire, <laughs> man. Hopefully, we'll, we'll we'll see what the future holds. Yes. man. I'm always down to work. My man, my man got a lot of things going on right now. Oh yeah, of life. course. You know, so we'll we'll see what uh we'll see what his schedule looking like, but yeah, I'll, I'll definitely run up and see if we can make something happen for sure. So um, we get to um, I remember I think I followed you on Instagram. I know I follow you on Instagram, I on Twitter, and then I remember okay. you talking about uh when Lone Black Wolf. I remember that project. Lone um, Black Wolf, another album that took fucking <laughs> three years. Damn, three years. Three fucking years, man. That's I I believe that was a sleeper as well. <laughs> oh man. See, and this is this is the thing with me and these albums, like bringing up all these emotions that I had when I was creating all this shit. And it's just like none of the shit got promoted the right way. Mm-hmm. I didn't have the necess- I didn't have the I didn't have the right people to promote my shit the right way. And I, I didn't have the time because I was also working a lot during that time at time gig or Wherever you may have, and I'll put the project out without really thinking about a promotion, uh, like a way to plan, promotion plan or whatever. And then it just, I was like, it would get so poor. I'm like, fuck it, whoever hears it, hears it. But, um, fucking, but, uh, what did I have on that project, man? I'm trying to think. What was on that project? What record stood out to you on that project? To me, it would be, uh, Celestial. I think I'm saying Celestial, right? Um, yeah, you're right. Only Trey, just forever. And Trey also produced that one. Uh, additional production from CB Mix. Uh, I, temporary highs and black hole. I love those the most. Temporary highs was a flip of um. I took a melody from Trey and then PD produced it, oh, and shit. then uh, black hole, black hole was uh produced by my boy ADA aka uh O for real. Um, yeah, man, those and then I uh, I think also I'm trying to think what singles were on that. Uh, only just forever was a single. And uh, Flame Twenty Three, Flame Twenty Three was a single well. too. Yeah, I remember. Flame yeah, 23. that's when I started really getting into like, all right, I, I don't want, I don't really just want to have the rapper hat anymore. Like, I'm gonna do alternative. I'm gonna do house music. I'm gonna do electronic. I'm gonna do all of this shit. And um, you're right. I, I do agree that it uh, it, it was a sleeper. Um, it's like fuck. Like I feel like all my projects have been fucking sleepers. <laughs> And I'm like thinking about it, I'm like, damn, man, what, what's, what's a nigga got to do to get his shit? Get, get his shit out there like it's that. So, yeah, man, it's the, the market is so fucking oversaturated, which is, <sighs> you know, I respect everybody's artistry and crap, but like, there's a lot of fucking bullshit out here nowadays, man. Oh, like, yeah. it's just, oh, it's manufacturing. It's 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 just people u- utilizing the same subject matter and the same, you know, the same vocal stems and the same uh beat productions and 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 the same ideologies and concepts and just making the same fucking record over and over and over again yeah i feel yeah i feel the same way i feel like like the effort of just really trying to make a good record is is gone like to me exactly how i feel now it's just like 
because people are rushing the shit. Like, yeah, because people, people, you have to keep kind of consistently be putting music out. Because if you're not, then you you're you're, you're nobody now. Like nobody cares, mm-hmm. and that's one of my problems. Like mm-hmm. I'll put a project out; it'll be quality work. But at the same time, I ain't put a project out in like two years. So people are like, oh, I remember that guy. Where the fuck has he been? At? Type of shit. So yeah, I'm trying to change like- that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to change that, the narrative on that and try to be more consistent with, um, you know, this last project I dropped and, and, and just, I got a lot of shit in the, a lot of shit in the works. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, man. Yeah. In terms of that, it's just crazy because now like we're older now. So like yeah, exactly the generation, like the us, the, like the early twenties, us, like mm-hmm. we would listen to, like you said, we'll know I put that for, but we'll listen to it because we were just, we were like, I mean, I like you said. I'm like, I'm a big fan of Lupe, and I I will always go to Lupe music. But then yeah, there's yeah. that other side of me. I was just like, I just want to hear this bullshit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's de- there's definitely times where I just want to hear some bullshit, like some turn up shit. Yeah, but I do love like I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a music uh, like I'm I'd say I guess you could say I'm a music connoisseur mm-hmm. to a certain certain degree. Like I I be listening to everything. I. I am an alternative being as it pertains to music. I listen to a lot of different shit, like yeah. all across the boards. Like I will have a fucking put my put my fucking phone on shuffle. You'll hear some shit from Jay Z. You'll hear some 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 super underground shit from like some unknown rapper. You'll hear you might hear a fucking record from uh uh you hear Slipknot. You'll hear some <laughs> uh, you'll hear fucking Coldplay. You heard Antonio Joe Bim, uh, Antonio Carlos Joe Bim from like the fucking like jazz, and you'll hear a lot of different shit. Like I'm all over the boards and spectrums of music. I just love music in general. Mm-hmm. So whatever, whatever is going to have that effect on me, where my senses feel heightened and I feel I, I grab something to it that makes me want to gravitate towards the song. I'm gonna listen to it. I don't. I'm not a person who just sticks to one genre. Oh yeah. Um, I don't like that shit. I don't like being stuck in just one genre. I don't feel like there's any growth. Like if you going if you want to be a rapper, stick to rap music and just rap. That's fine. You know, a lot of people do that, and it's totally. And there's a lot of motherfuckers who are really deadly with the pen out here. But that ain't really what I'm trying to do. Am I a rapper? Yes, I am a rapper. But mm-hmm. I'm also now a producer. I'm also now a person who will come into some shit where I'm composing or giving somebody a melody to play. Um, I'm also a person that will sing and songwrite. I, I'll sing and songwrite for other people. Like. I'm all over the boards. I like to take different elements and different styles and combine them and make something want to just be in a box. Yeah. So that's me personally. You know what I mean? So I can't, I can't really, I can't really speak to anybody else, but that's what I'm trying to work. Yeah. It's funny. Cause when you put out a lone black wolf was to me, the transition of you yeah. saying, I'm not going to be strictly a rapper. Anymore. I'm going to do all this. That was like yeah. incension. That's, that was the, 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 the transformation to exactly. the artist you are now to me because i was like oh he's not rapping on this like he usually does he's switching it up this is dope like this is yeah, yeah, yeah. this is progression at its finest most definitely, and man. thank you it's funny because you know i mean, I mean I'm, I'm i'm pretty sure we're all in our 30s now which you know i'm, I'm actually 29 oh, so- <laughs> I'm, I'm almost there, <laughs> yeah, almost I'm, there. Almost there yeah. I'm, I'm 32 so uh okay so yeah so you know um it's funny because when I got to my thirties, I was just like, I can't listen to rap music like that right now. So, um, yeah. need something different. Yeah. So, um, now I just, um, I just fucking like listen to R and B music a lot now. Like, 
songwriting exactly. and stuff like now. Like, like, and there is no age on R&B music. Not at all. There is there is no age on rock music. The only age frame that people really, that really dictate shit is hip hop, which is crazy mm-hmm. because, you know, from a standpoint, like it, it, it's, it's kind of that like elephant in a room. Like, are you young enough to be able to hop in? Like you have to get on at a certain time in hip hop. Otherwise nobody gives a fuck. But like, Dude, Jay-Z is damn near 50 years old. Rick Ross is in his fucking 40s. Kanye is in his 40s. All these people have established careers, yes. But why is there an elephant in the room about how old you can be when you start your your hip-hop career or your rap career? Like, why does that matter when motherfuckers can start a rock career at like 37 and get cracking? Or, you know, or you can be a, a jazz musician or you can do a classical music or you can do, like, who... Who is setting the standards of, oh, you have to be this old, and if you're past this age, we don't fuck with you. You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that, shit, that shit is crazy. Like, it's only in hip-hop. Like, you can do, you can really start your fucking career at any other point in time. Like, will you be considered an older or more seasoned person? Yeah, but nobody really gives a fuck if the music is good. In hip-hop, if you come in at, like, 45, they're like, dude, what the fuck are you doing with your life? Yeah, it's, like, yeah, it's, it's super nuts. crazy. Like, <laughs> crazy, it's bro. It's crazy. Like, it's like, what? Yeah, just it like nuts, man. It's an art form, man. Motherfuckers want to get their shit off. It's like mad crazy right now. It's like yeah. It's just like um, um. Damn, what I was gonna ask. Yeah, it's like age shouldn't age shouldn't matter. Age should not matter. Age shouldn't matter it's all about at the content all. And the quality of the product that you're presenting to the world. Um, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, I love hip hop. Hip hop will always be my first love. Like, it's what started this shit. But like, the shit that I'm working on now. Mm-hmm. I mean, even from even from um, Club Broken Hearted and the shit that I did with that project. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Let's let's get into that. Congrats on that. Like, thank you, man. Appreciate yeah, it. Appreciate um, it. It's funny when uh, what was the first record I heard? It was Flush. I think was it Flush of Flowers? The first song I heard from the album. Oh yeah, Flush of Flowers. Yeah, that was the first thing. Yeah, that was the so first probably. one. And I heard, when I heard it, and I was like, oh shit, what what like? At first, I was like, what is this? Like. Yeah, some different Compl- shit. <laughs> super complete different oh, yeah, man. It, it I was like, okay. And then you're like, yeah, I produced on and then when you talked about yeah. it, it's like, oh, I produced on this. I'm like, oh shit. Yeah. Producing now? Holy shit. Yeah, man. Like shout out my brother Neil Blanco, man. He he carried a lot of the work uh on on the production on that particular song. And um I definitely aided and assisted with melodies and shit like that or whatever. But me and him we got into some type of other shit when we were working on that project, man. Like we were all over the boards with it. And now I think that was one of his like first time really being um, a debut producer. Cause he, he's kind of been like in the tuck, like he's been able to produce, but nobody's really known he's been a producer. Yeah. Uh, he also, he also was, um, but I don't know. I don't know if you noticed, but my, uh, my boy Pierre, uh, PD productions and um, Neil Blanco also, uh, co-produced a song together for Juice World for the um have did you see the uh enter the enter the uh Spideyverse movie? Uh I only seen half of it, dude. I haven't seen the whole thing. Okay. I need to really watch it though. <laughs> yeah, you gotta check that movie out, man. But they produced on that um they produced on that soundtrack. Uh they did the Hyde record for Juice World, rest in peace. Oh shit. Um and um that 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 um soundtrack got nominated for a Grammy. Oh, I didn't know they were on there. Oh okay now yeah. I, I gotta watch it now. Yeah, you can check out the movie, man. Check it out. This is like super like it's one of the best movies. I only saw like literally the first twenty minutes of it, and then I think I was somewhere. I wasn't really paying attention to it. Great flick, man. Great one of the best animated flicks I've seen in a long. Oh yeah, of course, so good. So um, what was 
the inspiration behind Club Broken Hearted? Like, what made you name your album that? So, Club Broken Hearted was, um, I guess, on the, uh, you know, margin a lot. You can hear me? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. Okay, my bad. Um, I guess, I guess, as far as like on the marginalized side of thing, like if you want to just like make it one thing, mm-hmm. uh, it's about. I guess you could say it's about heartbreak, but um, I'm okay. saying it, it it would uh, it opened up to become more so about disappointment, which kind of ties to heartbreak. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people, a lot of people, when you hear the terminology heartbreak or broken heart, you think about oh, somebody you know was in love and you know he, he did this to her, she did this to them, whatever you may have. Uh, but it's also about disappointment. Like you can just, it don't got to really be about no relationship shit. You can, you can have a broken heart about how fucked up the world is. You can have a broken heart that, you know, somebody treated you a certain way as far as like, you know, somebody yelled at you, you like, you got into it with somebody you never met before and the way that they acted and just that people live their way of the way they live their life. Like they, they feel like they can talk to you in such a crazy way that you've never met them, broke your heart or, you know, you didn't win a soccer game that broke your heart, like disappointment in general. So Club Broken Hearted is about disappointment, and I would say definitely some relationship shit. But, um, mm-hmm. Definitely disappointment, um, and that and that's kind of the I guess the uh, the ideology. I started working on this project um, in 2017, like I want to say mid to late 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, it really started with my my boy. Um, well, the first song I ever worked on uh, that ended up being on Club Broken Hearted was uh, Bleach. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's the, the last song is the first song. <laughs> Shit. The last song was the first song that I ever started working on. Mm-hmm. And um, Bleach, uh, I'm going off on a fucking tangent, Jim, but I do, I definitely want to explain this real quick. Go ahead, man. Uh, Bleach, that, that fucking, that fucking song, a lot of people, I don't know if they caught the, the reference that Bleach is a reference to the anime Bleach. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah. Do you watch Bleach? I haven't. I I started a rewatch recently, so okay. It's a reference to that because if you really listen to it, mm-hmm. um, without giving too much away, because niggas ain't trying to really get like sued. We flip some shit <laughs> that's kind of in Bleach, but oh. not really in Bleach. And it's it's from a very. If you if you watch Bleach, you'll know what the fuck. When you go back and listen to the song. And you really listen to it, you're gonna be like, oh, I know what the fuck he did. Okay, now I gotta really listen to it and yeah, find yeah, it yeah, find yeah. It you gotta find it. And we did such a good job that people are like, I never would have fucking guessed it way because of the way we chopped the shit. Like, yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy. Uh, but Bleach is a reference to the anime Bleach, and mm-hmm. it's also a reference to the Styles of Beyond song Bleach. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're from. I don't know if you're familiar with Styles of Beyond. Right, you and Tak. That's like '90s, right? Man, bro, yeah. Yeah, they got yeah. a song called Nine. Bleach. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's a reference to that. So I did that song, and it was just going to be like one-off. I gave my boy Pierre this sample uh, that ended up being from, you know, Bleach or whatever you may have, uh, mm-hmm. to some regard, kind of, in a way, but not really, but kind of. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, but uh, yeah, I gave him that. And he went so crazy on the beat, man, like the beat and the production on that shit is insane uh but uh yeah i just wanted to throw that out there it's a reference to that or whatever but that was one of the first songs i started working on back in 2017 i held on to the record mm-hmm. um i didn't put it out and then i got to really started working on like one of the one of the main tracks that really started the whole club broken hard to shit off was uh fuchsia flowers mm-hmm. um and fuchsia flowers i just started i really wanted to get into my bag to really start talking more about 
you know, the things that we as humans go through when we get into relationships, um, manipulation, um, being obsessed with social media, um, finding somebody that you think is your soulmate and then just wanting to give that person a world, going through problems with one another and wanting to end it, but not wanting to end it because you've came so far already and you're figuring like, why would I want our greener pastures, which is a, a take on greener still. Um, are greener pastures really out there? Are is this the best? And I really shouldn't leave this situation. Uh, you know, having to get away for a while and wanting to take your significant other with you to kind of just get away from it all. Like there's a lot of different relationship shit on there, but there's also a lot of different talks about disappointment. Like, um, I guess you would say, uh, you know, I don't know, like, I don't know how you want me to like go into the whole nation. I mean, I can explain each song. However you want me to get into it, I can get into it. Okay. So my, my personal favorite song on this album is bad decisions. So I would love to know the process about that song. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out, shout out, shout out. To, uh, my nigga Trey again. <laughs> he, See, Trey, Trey produced all Trey, the fu- <laughs> man. Trey, Trey, yeah, Trey, <laughs> Trey produced on that record. Um, also, um, so, uh, production from um my my, my boy uh Nigel Crown, mm-hmm. who uh who was a, a a great producer as well. That that's that's one of my homies, one of my brothers too. He up um to kind of, uh put things as far as sequencing in order. Um, with the production on that, he helped with that. Yeah. Um. I uh, played a little guitar on that. Neil Blanco, my, my homie who I was telling you about, also played um, guitar on there. Um, and that record really came together. Um, but the way that that record, Bad Decisions, um, was one of the easier records to explain because that record is just about really fucking up and really just like, you going out of your way for somebody to a certain to a certain point where it's just like, you know, you you keep going out of your way for somebody because you care so much about them, mm-hmm. and that's what the you know I come in when it keeps going. On. Yeah, yeah. Um, you keep falling into these situations where you care so much about somebody, and they do not comprehend the feelings that you feel about them and the shit that you are dealing with. Trying, you're having you're having a whole fight within yourself. Like, damn, this is fucked up that I feel this way about you and I care so much about you, but you're putting me through turmoil and you're putting me through situations where I'm frustrated all the time. Um, and I believe that we can make it and I believe in this love that we have, but sometimes the love is a bad religion, which mm. is a take and a flip in a certain, in a certain, um, it's, I guess to a, to a certain degree, it's a flip of uh, Frank's uh, bad religion uh, lyric that he said. And that's why I, I, I thought about that later on when I came, when I was like writing, I'm like, damn, that kind of reminds me of Frank shit. Um, so yeah, man, you got to be really careful, you know, the, who you give yourself to and what you're willing to go through when you put yourself in these situations and relationships, man, because sometimes the love can be a bad religion. Also meaning sometimes believing that you should be with this person is a bad idea. Mm. So that's kind of, that's kind of like the basic breakdown of bad religion. Damn, that's deep. Or or bad. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Bad decisions. That's yeah. deep, man. I love that song, yeah. man. I just thanks, man. I meet when I when I yeah. when I first listened to the album, that came. I was like, "Fuck, I'm about to be taking on this journey. I'm about to be. <laughs> I'm in. I'm about to be taking on this emotional journey. It's yeah, about man. to be Intro dope. Track. I'm ready. Had to come in strong. Had to come in yeah. strong. Yeah, like, yeah. That song is definitely picking up more steam. A lot of people are starting to reach out to me more about that song, which I'm very surprised about. Uh, but I'm I'm really happy to hear. So thank you. Yes. I appreciate it. You're welcome, man. So um, <clears throat> um, what's next for you, man? What's what can we expect from you now, for, from here on out? You can expect me to be getting my hands into damn near every genre, bro. Uh, <laughs> I am 
I have so much shit in the works. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to be promoting this Club Broken Hearted project. Uh, to all listening, Club Broken Hearted is available on all streaming platforms. Spotify, Apple, shit. I think that shit is even on Napster, on Tidal. Uh, it's everywhere. Um, 12 tracks, uh, 45 minutes of just a fucking roller coaster of ideologies, ideas, concepts, styles of music. You got fucking shit from pop rock. You got grunge rock. You got hip hop. You got electronic. You got some folk elements. You got uh, R&B. You got uh, electronica. You got a lot of different shit on that project. So please, if you are listening, go check that shit out. Um, but I'm going to be promoting this shit like nobody's business. I really believe in this project. <laughs> I really fucking believe in this shit, man. And I'm not going to let this shit just be go by the wayside. Like I did my last two, um, studio albums. Yes. Um, a lot of time and effort went into this shit. Um, I'm picking up instruments. I'm trying to teach myself how to play guitar right now. I'm trying mm-hmm. to teach myself how to play keyboard. I've been working on production more. Um, I got songs in the tuck that I'm waiting to release. Shit, I, 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 at one point, I even dabble with country just to see if I can fucking do it, man. <laughs> so you never fucking know with yeah, me, man. You never like, know. I'm gonna, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna be doing anything and everything. Um, but as far as the music, that's that's everything as far as music shit. Um, on the other side of things, I'm gonna be looking at doing more business ventures, um, which I'm not gonna get into right now. But I'm working on some business shit. Um, I'm I'm working on really just being the best man I can be out here. Um, God given. Uh, and just trying to be the best human and, and, and trying to just, you know, preach love, peace, and prosperity, mm-hmm. even though niggas be on dumb shit and be trying me sometimes. But, you know, <laughs> that's how I know, you know? Yeah, we man, out here, I know. I man, know. yeah, just grinding, man, just, just grinding. grinding. And I, so I could just tell people, man, look out, man. Live, go play that fucking Club Broken Hearted, man. Yes. Facts. Go listen to Club Broken Hearted, y'all. Available everywhere. Dope project. Oh, man. Fucking buy Appreciate it. That shit. Buy it. People. Hell yeah. Buy that shit. Buy that shit. <laughs> for real, for real. Buy it. Oh, yeah. I, any any uh you making cds for it and, and possibly if, if if the opportunity comes to vinyl for it if the opportunity arises. i would love to do i would love to do vinyl i heard i was talking to somebody about vinyl the other day too, mm-hmm. man. but i heard i heard there's some weird old shit going on vinyl ah. brought out by the record labels God so you it. have to have like if you're not willing to do like a certain amount of vinyls mm-hmm. uh then they don't even fuck with you but that could just be that could be false yeah. I'm hoping it's false because I would love to do vinyls because I think the a vinyl with the way that the artwork is. Shout out to Christian Mako for doing the artwork for Club Broken Hearted. Yes, um, get, I get. Uh, oh, yes, because of a vinyl with that artwork. Oh my god, man, bro, man, man, man! Shout out to Christian Mako uh, from Virginia. Go check that man out. Uh, he does a lot of fucking artworks and shit. He does freelance shit, and he's a very, very talented individual. I gave him some ideas. He brought it to life. Um, I would love to see that. I want to see that shit posted on walls. I want to get all types of shit. And I want to fucking, I want, yeah, I want that on a vinyl. So I'm going to see if I can make it happen. Yeah. Um, I would love to put that on a vinyl, but I will it's, it's going to be a process. I would definitely hang that shit. <laughs> I, love, lie, that, I appreciate that cover, it, man. Yeah. That cover is amazing, man. I love that. Like, that's one Thank of my you, favorite bro. covers. Like, that shit Thank is you, awesome. man. Truly appreciate it. Truly appreciate it. That's what I'm saying, man. A lot went into this shit. I'm really hoping that people take the time and, and, um, and, and really check out the music and mm-hmm. really check out the art um, because at, when it comes to all this shit, man, like I really, I do, but this is my favorite project I've ever done. And I feel like this is the project that I really want people to hear from. So, so yeah. Shout out to you and all that's shout out to that project, man. It's, appreciate it's, it, man. It's, it's great. Thank you. So um, thank you, man. Where can people find you at? Ah, man. <laughs> 
keeping it a buck. Yeah. Um, most yeah. of the time, if, you, if y'all want to get in touch with me, uh, you can you can reach me on um, you can reach me mostly on uh, Instagram. I'll be on Twitter too. Uh, C L A X X S class mm-hmm. pronunciation. Um, Instagram, uh, Twitter. Yeah, I don't really be on Facebook like that. If you want to find me on Facebook, you can find me on Facebook and add me. I- that's mainly just for, you know, friends and family and shit like that. But mm-hmm. uh, other, th- other than that, yo, sh- fuck with me. You know, um, definitely uh, let me know if you guys are digging the vibes of yeah. the album, what your favorite songs are, uh, what you'd like to hear from me, all that shit. Yeah. Well, uh, I would love to hear from everybody. Please let me Yeah. Oh. Hello? Yeah, I'm good. Go oh, ahead, okay, bro. okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you were saying something that kind of broke off. Like, oh, continue. continue. <laughs> Thank you for... Um, Anyways, yeah, thank you for being on the show, man. I'm, I appreciate it. You know, um, we finally no problem, we finally set it up me. together, and <laughs> yeah, man, most stuff yeah. long overdue. Ah, man. So, um, uh, thank you guys for listening, tuning in. Yeah, thank you. Um, appreciate y'all out there, man. Yes, shout out to everybody doing well. I hope you know. Shout out to the black community. You know, shout out yeah. to, to Black Lives Matter, trying yep. to get get things together and hopefully we shout can... out to the allies too we fuck with y'all man thank you so yes. much for what y'all are doing so shout out to everybody i hope everybody's good and good mental health man <laughs> um in general uh but you know let's let's take this time to to be active and sit on our ass and change for tomorrow oh, especially yeah. for these kids man um, yeah. on all accounts uh i tell people stay vigilant keep your head up uh-huh. um keep that keep that third eye open i'm saying all love yeah, shout out. Thank you. Shout out to everybody. Uh, everybody, I hope everybody does well. Get their jobs back and live. And um, we'll see you guys later, man. So y'all have a nice day. Nice uh, nice Saturday. And just live and do a bunch of fuck shit. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll, live see, life. we'll see y'all later. Peace, everybody. Peace and prosperity. Yes.